Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hello, friends. We are here every week with business and related news. I'm Joe Connolly at CBS in New York with producer Neil A. Caruso. It is back-to-school time for some, but others are taking a gap year, and some companies are hiring them because they want their skills. One business hiring gap year students is cybersecurity firm Trail of Bits, and founder Dan Guido will tell us how they're doing that and paying gap year students very well, too. And then you will hear from a student who's taking a gap year and Mohammed Al-Shadi is learning a lot in the field that he wants to go into as well during his gap year. So, Dan, apparently Trail of Bits sees an opportunity here we've heard a little bit about, about hiring students who are taking gap years. Can you tell us what you're doing along that line, Dan? Yeah, sure. So this is a practice that we've been doing for many years that we accelerated recently because of the pandemic. We've always tried to fit students into winternships where they work for us for a small number of weeks over their winter break. But now we're seeing a much larger opportunity to hire them, not just in the winter, but in the fall and the spring, because they don't want to go back to school. Why don't they want to go back? (laughs) Well, colleges for years have sold students on the experience, on all the extra stuff they get besides learning. So most of the fees that they have to pay to go to school end up going towards that experience, not actually towards their instruction. So in the current environment, all they have left is they have the instruction. They just have the teachers who have honestly been neglected over the years of excess fees that have been layered on top of each other. And it doesn't seem like they're getting a good deal. Uh, Colleges mostly aren't refunding the fees that students are paying. And they're also blaming students when outbreaks happen on campus. So in the, in the prospect of, of that kind of fall and that kind of spring, a lot of students are just opting out. So Trail of Bits will teach them, huh? Yeah, I mean, more than teach them, we'll put them right to work. Uh, you know, there, there was a great article in the Wall Street Journal just recently about the K-shaped recovery that the country is going through. And we're certainly on the side that's seeing increased demands for, for work. Uh, the tech industry, both New York and nationally, is, is really under pressure to perform because that's what everyone is depending on while we're at home. So we've seen business go really high through the last few months of the pandemic, and we need the extra hands. So these students are going to get a firsthand look at what a job looks like at the other end. And you'll pay them, Dan? Oh, 100%. I mean, the students that are working for us are making uh, you know, far above uh, average salaries, even for the tech industry. We're in the cybersecurity business, so uh, it's, it's a niche that really requires specialization and expertise above and beyond what a normal software developer has. 
so these students are definitely making out. Um, they're going to get whatever whatever excess fees they have to pay for for the rest of their college uh, covered. What's your program training like, Dan, for the remote internships compared to the in-person internships? I, I would imagine that the oversight is a little different. Oh, yeah. So we've been a hybrid remote company since day one. Um, when you're in the technology industry, you don't generally have the luxury to only hire in a single city. Uh, you just need more talent than is available in any given geographic location. So Trail of Bits has always been remote since the first employee we've had. We have about 50% of the company that's in New York and about 50% that's all over the world. So the onboarding experience, the training experience, working with, with peers and the rest of that is a really mature process that, that we've refined over our eight years in business now. Um, so for the interns, uh, you know, we have daily stand-ups where we ask them for five minutes to talk about what they did yesterday, today, and if they have any issues that we could help them resolve. Uh, we usually have them meet with a mentor once a week. We have a session called a, a donut uh, where you get randomly paired with somebody else in the company to share a quote-unquote donut or, or lunch with them um, just to find ways to, to create kind of non-work-related social interactions. Um, all of our companies manage through Slack uh, generally, so we use a persistent chat network uh, that allows everybody to see what everyone else is doing. Uh, meetings get recorded, so if you miss them, you can go back and watch the video. There's usually notes. And then when we actually do have these video conferences, we make sure that there's a norm that all the cameras are turned on, since the mere exposure effect of seeing someone's face ends up helping you relate to them. Um, so we've done a lot to make sure that the experience working remote is a good one, um, and it's worked for our normal employees, and it works just as well for our interns. And it seems that you're allowing them to build their own portfolio, which is something that colleges and universities can't necessarily offer right now. Yeah, it gets a little bit boring when you see uh, the same software project like a hundred times because <laughs> it was a class project on somebody's resume. Uh, but at Trail of Bits, we give them a unique project that we intend to publish at the conclusion of their internship. So all the students are intended to advance the science of computer security somehow, kind of the mission of the company. Um, and a lot of that means that we want to contribute back to the public understanding of it. Uh, it. It's really important that we raise all boats. There's not enough of us to go fix every problem by hand. We kind of need to train others about what the right things are to do. So these internship projects are really the perfect position to do that. Uh, they help the company build our brand and contribute something back uh, while also giving a resume builder to the students. Whether or not we hire them, it's, it's usually a, a, a great thing for them. As an employer, Dan, what's your advice to young people who want to learn a trade and you know, that can lead to success over time? Uh, so it's really important to focus. I think that what's lost on a lot of students is that they, they don't just pick something and dig deep into it. Um, a lot of people go more broadly and they try to learn a little bit of everything and it doesn't pay off as well as if you specialize. Uh, so with this opportunity, whether you're going to school in the fall or not, um, you should find something that you're interested in and take every opportunity to master it. Mastery ends up being a really easy way to, um, you know, find somebody that's worth hiring. Uh, there's a lot more resources that are available online now than were when I was a kid, uh, which doesn't feel that long ago, maybe about 10, 15 years ago. But, uh, you know, even myself, I've been going through Coursera courses in my free time. Well, I'm, I'm not out, you know, meeting my friends at the bar, hanging out during the week. So I've invested a bunch of time into learning myself. And that has been an extremely rewarding experience. Um, I know a lot of other people, full-time employees in my company have done the same. So, 
really take stock of what those kinds of opportunities are to teach yourself instead of waiting for uh, you know, faculty member at a university to show up and do it. Um, and you'll definitely be better off. Dan, I read that you worked with Zoom to help them shore up their security when they had some issues at the start of the pandemic. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of our projects and a lot of our clients are under NDAs, and we can't talk about them in a whole lot of, of detail, but I'm really happy to be able to say that Zoom is, is one that we can, at least a little bit. Uh, so we were among a small number of firms selected by their security team to assist them with things like their cryptography, their meeting client security, their web security, and and all sorts of other uh, tasks and projects. So this is, again, it's another example of our industry is under a lot more increasing demands over the last few months than many others, even inside of tech. So we've seen a lot of requests for additional work that necessitate extra sets of hands inside the company, which is driving me to hire more interns. It just makes good business sense, uh, you know, <laughs> regardless of, of uh, anything else. Um, but yeah, so Trail of Bits in New York City, we're, we're definitely um, one of the the more specialized boutique cybersecurity providers in the world. Um, and working with Zoom like that is, is a really great example of the kind of things we do. I was actually reading in the Wall Street Journal about the unintended consequences of security and the, the pandemic having on remote learning. Um, in education, these students that are in China are actually, there's a lot of concern from schools that the Chinese government could be recording these classes and getting a glimpse into what American classes are. And then on a more ominous note that these schools are concerned that their lives can be in danger if they're learning about the Chinese government or the history of communism. Um, what, are, what are you doing on, the, on that front of shoring up education and remote experiences when involving other countries in this now very clear global world? Sure. So a couple things there. So first on the security angle, um, this has presented a lot of unique challenges to enable remote working. Um, not many companies were aware of what they had to do to secure an employee's personal computer that might have access to corporate information. So there's been a lot more of this uh, you call beyond corp style security being rolled out where people can use lightweight agents or authentication by context and two factor authentication in order to um, assure that the people who are connecting to their corporate data are doing so through a, through a, um, through an actually secure computer. Uh, so, you know, I, I definitely empathize with those concerns. There is a lot of unknowns when it comes to that. Uh, you know, people are using all kinds of different internet routers, ISPs, personal devices that are probably shared between multiple people. Um, you know, there, there might be a, a child in the house or uh, a, a partner that's using a computer in a much different way than you expect, who then also shares that computer with you while you use it for work. Um, and that can create risk. So um, that's, that's probably something that a lot of uh, companies are thinking about. Along the education angle, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of sensitive intellectual property when it comes to university teaching. Um, I, I think that on the other end, you see that a lot of universities, even the most prestigious ones in the world, the entire Ivy League, have the vast majority of their coursework online for free. And that, this goes back to what I was saying before, that if you're a motivated student, you can download any of that. You can watch the videos, which are already recorded, and you can go through them. That's what I've been doing for the last few weeks, is I've been picking out random courses from, uh, for, from Yale and from Harvard, because 
I didn't get to go there, and I would have liked to. So I didn't sure. either. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Well, <laughs> I still got a job that allows me to talk to people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that situations vary, but I get a mixed uh, impression from the tech businesses in New York. Some say that they're hurting. Uh, business is down, and they're getting rid of their office already sooner than they expected. And we hear other stories like yours. Can you just give us a general overview of how the startup tech firms so important to the city are doing generally, Dan? It definitely does have kind of a dividing line. We had a lot of tech industry clients that don't exist anymore right now. Um, you know, we got work from, uh, let's say, Airbnb earlier in the year, uh, from aerospace companies, from uh, people in the travel and entertainment business. And there are a lot of tech companies that service those kinds of industries that are also now suffering. So it really comes down to uh, like who your target market was, who your customers were. Since there are tech companies that are, we'll, we'll call them pure tech companies, like uh, you know those remote work companies. We're talking on Google Meet right now. And then there's Zoom, and then there's many other people that are enabling opportunities for employees to work from home. But then there are also companies that uh, would enable you to have a fun night out on the town. Like, let's say, Rent the Runway, right? A uh, wonderful New York City tech company that um, is focused on a market that's much different. And, of course, they would be suffering in this environment because where are you going to wear a dress to on a Friday night? Um, it's, it's not exactly, uh, you know, designer dress season. It's more like, how many pairs of sweatpants can I buy? <laughs> so uh, just because you're in tech doesn't mean that you're doing well right now. Uh, there, there are plenty of people in tech that are suffering, but the one thing that's unique among everybody and really not just in tech, but every company globally right now is that everyone's struggling to navigate cybersecurity issues, which means that myself as a business, I am doing pretty okay. Um, so I, I'm really lucky to, to be in that position. I didn't think I was going to be in that position. I was really nervous because we had clients of ours dropping like flies earlier this year as well. But uh, that's where we find ourselves now in, in August, um, and that's why I'm hiring more interns. Will those companies uh, not doing well uh, pivot to a new service, do you think, or try to wait it out or go away, maybe all three? Well, tech companies are a lot more scrappy, I think, than many other mature industries. Uh, you know, Just because of some of the practices that I described I have, we have these daily stand-ups, we have very frequent check-ins, we're able to act a little bit more nimble than I think many other companies because we don't have equipment, right? Uh, a really defining aspect of a technology company is that um, you're, you're working with bits and bytes in a computer. You're not shifting things around a warehouse, usually, unless you rent the runway, I guess. But um, that makes it easier to shift uh, the market that you address, the technology that you use, your, your approach to providing value to that market. So I, I do have high hopes that um, tech uh, like, all, you know, all, all the people on the losing end of tech can navigate this. Um, so I, I think they're in a better position than, let's say, people in the retail industry, where there are only so many ways that you can spruce up, uh, you know, retail stands that you can, you know, change the way that your store works in order to encourage people to come in the door. That's a much more difficult problem uh, that I think needs our support from kind of a policy perspective to make sure that they survive this pandemic. But I think the tech companies are definitely a little bit better um, in terms of their resilience uh, for this kind of shock. Dan Guido, the co-founder and CEO of Trail of Bits cybersecurity firm. 
And joining Joe and me now is a Hofstra University student, Mohammed Al-Shadi, who is taking six months off himself to learn entrepreneurial skills from his mother and his sister. His mother owns a bakery in Kuwait, and his sister owns a vegan restaurant there. And Mohammed joins us now from Kuwait. And Mohammed, our first question to you is, how is your experience going so far? It's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been helping her a lot. She did kind of a whole like rearrangement of like marketing and just the whole management. And so I gained a lot of, especially what I learned from Hofstra, I've been helping them with what my professors taught me. And so it's been really fun and a cool experience. Isn't that interesting? You've been to boarding schools and to Hofstra and you've learned a lot, but then you go home and you still learn more from your sister, who's a business owner. Exactly. Like I saw the value of, you know, like his coming back home wasn't even a thought like when I was growing up. But after coming back, I realized that, you know, there's a lot to learn from Kuwait, from home, um, especially helping her. Mohammed, what are your career goals? I want to finish my degree first. And um, I mean, I guess I'm, I don't have a full plan as to what I want my future job to be or anything like that. But after coming here, I realized that my mom has her business as well, my sister. And so hopefully getting a job in Kuwait for a while and then maybe continuing my studies um, further on, maybe but, a year or two after I graduate. But your ultimate goal is to be your own boss? Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. Um, I'm Hopefully, I don't think I'm there right now, but hopefully with more experiences, more like after working and saving up, then eventually it'd be nice to open my own business in Kuwait. I'm wondering what influenced your decision to take the gap year? I mean, what what were the factors at play? Was it tuition cost while you're taking remote classes, your career ambitions? What, what were the factors that played into this decision? Um, a bunch of things, really. I mean, a big part of it was that I'm, like, I'm not too big of a fan of the online classes just because I feel like the environments you're in plays a big part in, like, learning and where you're at, like that's the whole point of going to the States to study. Um, so the environment definitely plays a big part. And I feel like online classes wasn't like, I wasn't really too big a fan of it. There isn't, you're not open to resources like the library or talking to professors, office hours. And the time zone doesn't really, like it makes it a lot harder to be on the Zoom like class sessions as well. Um, but yeah, that's one big factor. And another is just me being away from family. And so coming back and catching up with them, um, as well as transferring and everything. And I feel like, um, uh, like a lot more people should consider uh, taking some time off. In a way, Corona was very unfortunate but uh, I like to look at the like positive things about it I mean people 
were so busy with their lifestyles and everything and didn't really have the time to sit down and think about what they want their goals to be or where they're at in their lives. And so when people are in quarantine, I feel like that gives them more time to think things through and make the right decisions and stuff like that. And so I feel like taking a gap year would allow me to focus more on the long-term goals and not be so busy with like right now. That's interesting. And Mohammed, you know, a lot of people kind of forget because you're so tied up in the college experience. And I was in college recently, so I, I know that, you know, it seems people forget that college is really supposed to train you to get a job. And I think people get get lost and forget that. Do you feel education is properly preparing you for, for your career? I do feel that. I mean, um, one thing about just college and university is, yeah, the education is super important, like the knowledge that you gain in classes, but also um, it allowed people to be more independent and figure out kind of like the flow of, you know, figuring things out on your own and like communicating, gaining connections is a huge part of, in my opinion, going to college, uh, especially because you're around people who are in your own major. And so when you graduate, you can have people to kind of support you, friends that you made and stuff like that. What I noticed, though, that's interesting, Mohammed, about your story is that you are taking a gap year to do what you want to do in the future anyway, which sounds to me like a smart way to do it so that you don't fall behind. Others might say, take a gap year doing something different or just re- or traveling or relaxing. But if you do that, while doing something different might broaden your interests if if you don't do something, quote, serious, you might fall behind all of your peers. So it sounds like what you're doing is very smart. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I mean, for people who are, like, studying in college, they should definitely be studying something that they're passionate about or something that interests them. And so taking a gap year, I feel like, they'd automatically want to work since they're passionate about it. Um, and also coming out of high school, um, everything's fresh and everything is kind of, you're prepared. And so I'm, I don't completely disagree with people taking a gap year and going on vacation or anything, but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, even now with Corona and everything, I have a perfect opportunity since both of my family members own businesses to learn more hands-on and with family as well. And with your family's contacts as well. Your family's contacts are, are people you would not meet. And you'll, hear, you'll learn different things from them than from your family. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my sister, um, she like has a like a business consultant as well and he's really really good and he's been teaching me a lot not like one-to-one but just in our meetings um about how to do things how to run things management and things of that sort which is 
like some things I haven't learned in college so far. So it was really cool to like listen and be there. Well, you do have a good head on your shoulders. And, you know, I see that, you know, you have made this conscious decision and a trend that seems to be changing, that people are now becoming more accepting of taking a gap year and focusing on a trade, whereas there's been so much focus on higher education. But, you know, with tuition costs the way they are and now this pandemic, it sounds like you are making a sound choice and and one that uh, is centered in, in your family, obviously. Um, so good on you, and really um, good luck with everything, a fellow member of the Pride. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed talking with you, Mohammed. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.